Greetings, you're listening to the audio version of Up the Waterfall. To see us and everything we talk about, be sure to check out the video version by visiting youtube.com slash Xanaland. Thanks for listening. Well, now you got into this mess by going down a waterfall. Now, how would you suppose we'd get them out of there? By going up the waterfall. That's right. Anything's possible in Disneyland. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Up the Waterfall with your hosts, Zanna and Scott Otis. Howdy. That's us. Um, here we bring you a journey up the waterfall of Disney Park's history, nostalgia, facts and figures, and, you know, some present day perspective. Um, this episode is going to be... I forgot to think of a title again. <laughs> Best effects in Disney parks, but effects that are like game changing. I don't know how we're gonna word it. We'll figure that out. We'll know by now. Um, you know, not just like everyday special effects, but things that are like really changed the industry, the theme park industry, and Disney parks um, in general. I might need to change my list now. I don't think you do. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we'll just jump right in, and this is going to include, I assume, all the parks because you've been to most all of them. Oh, so your list may be slightly different than mine. I really don't have a a whole lot from the international parks. Oh, okay. Because I, I don't know, I was just keeping it domestic, but I do have some thoughts about the international parks. But I was thinking, actually, um, back in my childhood days of going to Disneyland, you know, some of the things that really um, kind of got me as a kid like going to the tiki room and seeing that amazing fountain in the middle mm. and thinking how can a water go that high that cleanly so you know wonderfully and yeah. you know, just a nice little burbling fountain sometimes it's whatever. just the little things yeah that... and but that really struck me as a child and you know things like that or the uh like the rolling lava in the um in the primeval world section yes. of the Disneyland Railroad. It's always fun to look at. When I think that literally is just like um, logs wrapped in tin foil mm-hmm. with red lights on them <laughs> <laughs> and turning yeah. like a rotisserie. But it's done in such a way that it made me as a kid think that, you know, that's actually rolling lava yeah. coming off of there. So it's amazing yeah. how, how, you know, how impactful these kinds of things are. Those are like, you know, perhaps like the smaller details, which I'm glad you brought up because that is true. I don't know if they're necessarily game-changing effects. It changed my game. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I was just going to jump right in with oh, obviously yeah, animatronics, audio animatronics oh, is a game-changer. We talked about that extensively in our episode we did. of, uh, what was it called again? <laughs> what? I don't know. Because hmm. well, we've talked that about in post. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was things that that changed Disney. I just had the the podcast list open. I could probably find out right then and there. We can maybe snip <laughs> this together. Yeah, um, we've Biggest just talked hits and misses. Yeah, okay. That's because yeah, was. we've talked about so many topics. Yeah, audio animatronics would probably fit into many of our topics, but that that is where we talked yeah. about it. But I think that really changed 
everything because oh, yeah. you could make, you know, the birds talk and sing to you yeah. and the flowers croon and all this kind of stuff that yeah. wasn't possible before that. Yeah, so. just the, I mean, like great moments with Mr. Lincoln in the right, 60s exactly. and, you know, the Hall of Presidents, 1971, to, you know, the um, the Navi River um, shaman. The shaman yes. there. Yes. So. And now, <clears throat> as of last, or two years ago, I guess, because it was 2018, we now have Stuntronics. Oh my gosh. Which will be coming soon to I a can't wait to see Avengers those. campus near you. Yeah. Which is kind of super creepy and scary <laughs> to me, but exciting at the same time. But very, like, if you're watching Westworld and you see those <laughs> animatronics just on their own jump in the air and land on their feet yeah it's kind of creepy i think they'll be doing that but probably not like in and amongst <laughs> disney guests no, they won't be wandering around and <laughs> but maybe someday they will be it, are we living in a simulation right now we're just getting to that point boop, anyway boop. that's I another topic <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, we don't need to spend too much time on animatronics, I don't think, because everybody yeah. knows that. I mean, I was going to also just include the, what is his name, Hondo? Oh, yeah, Hondo. From, okay. He's a great one. I think he's, run. he's amazing. leaps and bounds above the Kylo Ren animatronic at the end of Rise of the Resistance, which, yes. you know, I'm not giving anything away. People know he's there. Yeah, I guess we should also preface this by saying that we don't really want to give away spoilers on this for the relatively new attractions. No. A lot of people have yet to be, uh, ride Rise of the Resistance, and Mickey and Minnie's ra Runaway Railway literally just opened up. Yeah. So w we can mention those kind of broadly, but I don't want to give any... Right, um, go, and that's why... Secrets. I wanted to keep it as kind of special effects versus like technology that may have changed things because if you get into like you know ride mechanics and and things like that, then it's a whole other. Okay, but there are some things in all of those attractions that I mentioned that w would be worthy of this list yeah. that I might not include because I don't want to really give anything away. But maybe you will. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that just rolls us right into, I'm kind of going chronologically on my oh, list. Oh, my. I, 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 my list is a mess. So well, you go that's ahead. usual. I'm here to bring order. And, <laughs> uh, anyway, Pepper's Ghost. I have that. Yes. Which started really, its origins go back as far as Leonardo da Vinci. And oh, yeah. And the, you know, camera obscura and all that that's stuff. That's right. But it was not really used, as I'm sure everyone knows, um, in a large scale until the Haunted Mansion. Haunted Mansion, that's right. And it really is such, again, a simple effect, like you were talking about some of the other, you know, tinfoil and logs. Uh, <laughs> but it's so effective. I mean, I never really thought about it as a kid. I always just wondered, like, how, how those things were see-through. Yeah. And I didn't think at all that it was like involving reflections and things like that. That's right. So it really does its purpose um, for the majority of guests when they first go there. And then, you know, but nerds it, like it, us can dig into it and yeah. see how it's done. It really is amazing in a lot of the, the ways that they've used it, including you know, certainly Haunted Mansion, because you're basically making ghosts ghosts that you can see through and uh you know it, it was also used uh, pretty wonderfully if in the old wonders of I'm, I'm sorry world of motion at the end oh yeah when you got to ride in That's your true. own little uh 
little space car. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, they even updated the, the current Haunted Mansion to include uh, ghosts that are riding in your doom buggy with oh, you yeah. at the end. And it was definitely in Horizons as oh, well yeah. during the birthday party scene oh, at that's the right. end. And in one version of Spaceship Earth. That's right. Um, which I guess, you know, as of now, those animatronics are still up there. Mm. That's right. Everyone probably remembers the little veterinarian yeah. scene that where they're exactly. working on a, what it it, just, a cheetah or something. It works for so many. Oh, yeah. And now, I mean, I I feel okay saying that, you know, there is a version of this that's kind of like the next level in Rise of the Resistance. Because it's on the Disney commercials. They, like, show it. Don't they? Uh, well, I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> All right. Well, there's the next level of, you know, holographic type projection. I was going to say there. there is a couple of other locations where it was used. Okay. Including, if you may remember, El Rio del Tiempo with the Mexican priest as you're going through that little tunnel. Mexican priest. Uh, the little high priest from the... As you right as you kind of leave the little restaurant area and you go into that tunnel, oh, that priest guy. Really, right be- I'm gonna have to rewatch a video of that. I thought that was all just like films. Might have been film involved, but there with Pepper's ghost because he disappears. Oh, interesting. As well as the blue fairy from Pinocchio's That's Daring true. Journey at uh, Disneyland. It's even kind of used a little bit in the Living Seas currently. Yes, little, that was on my list. With the little fishies. I didn't realize that's how they did that, though. <laughs> I thought it was just some random projection thing. Or it was the actual Nemo characters that they no, let I loose in the in the aquarium. Um, that they all had just happened to congregate right there in front of the windows, talking to yeah. you and only you. <laughs> <laughs> it was in imagination then too, with that butterfly thing. Oh, oh yeah. I was just gonna say that. Yeah. Actually, no. That's just. That's, That's just, just smoke and mirrors thing? without the smoke. But then I was going to ask, yeah, if it was a different thing. <laughs> this no. is why we have you here. That's just mirrors. Okay. Very well-placed mirrors. Well, imagination is on my list, but I don't want to get to that yet. Okay. But yeah, Pepper's Ghost. That, that's an old classic. Yeah. And, you know, Disney certainly puts it to good use and keeps it up to date, I think. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think of where... If any other places that aren't Disney have used that kind of technology. I think so. And I think I've even seen it. However, I cannot place it right now. Uh, (laughs) What is the thing that Universal loves to do? Well, they do the projection thing like in uh, Gringotts where Bill... In Harry Potter ride, they do like that one effect. Yeah. That's not Pepper's Ghost, is it? No. That's like projection... Wow, I cannot speak. Projecting onto something, like just a plate of glass or something? We'll get to that. Will we? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I actually don't know what you're talking about with the Harry Potter stuff. But we'll, when we get to projection stuff, we'll talk about that. Oh, okay. We'll put a pin in this then. Um, Boop. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. What's next on my list? How about, well, let's go over to my list. Oh, all right. <laughs> well, you said you weren't chronological, so well, I was no, kind of I, guiding I, I can. I can... I have I have one of the old school ones that right. to me was always amazing, and that is in the Pirates of the Caribbean, the fire when they yes. set the whole town on fire. It I is forgot to put that on my list. But amazing I how low tech that is, but how well it works even what fifty years later. Yeah, 
And there was recently a, I think last Halloween, some house somewhere did something similar to that. And like people were calling the fire department <laughs> like multiple times oh because it, it just looks so realistic. There's, yeah, because you can certainly add smoke and the smell of fire yeah. to that. But it literally is, what, cellophane? Little little pieces of plastic, clear plastic, yeah. with orange lights projected on them, and then wind, yeah, f- fluttered about. But it's it's done so very well, and it's amazing how such an old school thing, so simple, still works so well. It's true. That's mm. why they're Imagineers. They think of those things. That's right. Really stand the test. Those of are time. the uh, the, f- the f- you know the first generation of Imagineers right. who really came up with all that. Mm-hmm. Do you have another old school one? Well, I was really just going to jump to, uh-huh. I think, um, imagination. Ooh. Which, I don't know, I'm, I might be, you know, stretching my definition of effects. Eh, but cares? I always thought, and I don't know, <clears throat> I forgot to look this up, what the earliest um, use of an on-ride photo was. Ooh. But the fact that in imagination they took your photo yeah. and then you saw it on the ride yeah. it wasn't like a buy this photo kind of thing it was no. just developed that quickly they took your picture and then later while on the exact same yeah. ride you saw your picture and i always just thought that was really cool and it the way that they did it um it was right before the science section yeah. so there was a lot of like strobe lights so uh-huh. you didn't really even know <laughs> it was happening until you saw it at the end so it really was a great surprise ending i think and then at the end they had dream finder kind of like in a in with a his direct, little movie camera yeah, yeah little movie like he was the director of the movie and mm-hmm. showing you yeah. you and then once you did know then you could pose for the photo and every I, time and i did so <laughs> we always did crazy silly things at that point <laughs> i'm sure <laughs> Um, but yeah, I don't know what the first, do you happen to know what the first instance, instance of on-ride photos that was? That might be it. Right oh, are you? Okay. But I, yeah, I don't really know. I think there might be other instances where you could see yourself in other things, uh, but I, I don't know. There's hmm. a whole, uh, thing on it on popular photography. Fun. Dot com or whatever, which was the roller coaster photos which i guess is a whole separate thing but like space mountain i don't know if that's always had that because i didn't write it no, until i was 30 it did not so. always have that. <laughs> um <clears throat> that's relatively and when i say relatively i mean not so new yeah i mean it's fairly new compared to all of this mm. <laughs> i think because you know up until a certain point it was not possible to get uh, a photo printed right. as far as like please buy this photo kind of situation you know I actually do remember another a circumstance where they took your photo on the ride and showed you on the ride that photo not not one for sale but it was in the original Tower of Terror oh yeah that's true it was basically as you were entering the what the fifth dimension which we might step upon later they um, they took your photo or actually, that's actually where they showed you your photo. They had taken it earlier in the ride. Oh, really? And basically, in all of the weird stuff that you're going through as you're kind of progressing through, and by the way, this is only in the Walt Disney World version because that's the only one that has this extra dimension. Yeah. In the eyeball, or I guess 
there's an eyeball that blinks and, and kind of looks around, but there's a, a separate place that kind of it pans left to right and it shows you a photo that they had taken. They don't they don't always do this, and I think right now they they've gotten rid of this. But yeah. it showed you a picture of all of the folks in your car, hmm. kind of looking. Like, I guess I Ooh. vaguely remember that. I really haven't been on the ride that much. Oh, that's too right. You too really many haven't. memories of it. <laughs> um, but that's fun. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, that opened in '94, so yeah. that was. Still kind of relatively recent. So, again, I, I think I'm kind of like crossing the boundaries of game-changing effects. But for me, it was always a fun thing. Oh, yeah. And certainly it led to the on-ride photos that you can then purchase. And now are Absolutely. in your... And really, if you want to get down to it, uh, the photo pass oh yeah itself is a game changer i guess yeah photo pass is just amazing because it used to be that you'd line up to get your photo taken and hopefully and then you would have to go to the main street at the (laughs) end of the day just to maybe look at your photo and perhaps buy it and now you can just all do it on a card that you hand there they just swipe it and or i don't even swipe it anymore they just kind of tap it on their little or the magic band if you have yeah and it's all instant, and they can do all kinds of fun effects. You remember the one that they did at the holiday party where they were able to p- kind of project a fun background yeah, with just a... Yeah, when they by with a light stick With thing. a light wand. Yeah. And they were able to create a background. So, yeah. We should do an episode on PhotoPass. <laughs> that would be a whole other thing, yeah. <laughs> take those kind of photos on there. I'm not a huge, like, we don't do magic shots really for the most part. Nope. I just usually <laughs> never remember to or bother to, but That's they right. are fun things. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, what else see. you got? What after imagination? Well, well, I forgot to look up. You probably know when Fantasmic opened, right? Yes. May of 1992. Okay. Well, then I'm going to do Great Movie Ride first. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm trying to stick with chronological <laughs> order. Um, the Great Movie Ride isn't known for its special effects i don't think but there is one effect that when i was little you know and i'm sure most kids really appreciated and enjoyed it which was the fact that no matter which car you were in the cowboy bandit scene or the gangster scene Uh when you got to the point with the gem both of those people wanted to steal that mega gem well did you see the size of it i know and then (laughs) They would touch it, smoke would happen, and the the bad person would die well, <laughs> and turn into yeah, a skeleton. Well, it serves but them right. <laughs> because the cowboy had a hat, a cowboy hat on, and the bandit had a gangster hat on, the skeleton also had a hat. So yes, it, did. it didn't matter which car you were in, it was the same <laughs> end result. And I, when I finally figured that out, like the wheels were turning in my head, I was like, that's pretty cool that they did that. That's right. These guys really know how to make an attraction. Yeah, I think they also had a gun. They both yes, had guns, that's too. that's true. Yep. So, yeah. So you knew, like, that was the guy yep. or girl, that's and now right. they're dead. Well, they're just singed a little bit. Mm. I mean, to the to point. You, anything can happen in the movies. That's right. So, yeah, that I had great movie right on there. But that was the only reason for it, you know. Okay. But, I mean. No, that's a good one. And that's why I thought about the technology of the moving theater, which is also in place in uh, Universe of Energy. But that's a different topic. Yeah, I mean, but also that was really the, the first time that you, essentially, you had a tour guide 
and he went away. Yeah. That was a very unique thing. That's true. I mean, that was unheard of. That, okay, you're getting settled in with this person who's going to be your host for the entire thing, and all of a sudden, something goes wrong. Yeah. And now he's gone. And now you got to deal with this new person, and he's got a, a total different personality. So, yeah. That yeah. Was, that really was a game changer. Not for more than what you thought. Yeah. And, it, I mean, that really did make or break the ride was very much the acting ability of said <laughs> cast member. Um, you know, you That's win right. some, you lose some with that. Yep. Anyway. Uh, did you have anything to add around that time frame or no? Uh, no. Okay. Well, then I'm going to jump to Fantasmic. Just keep going. Yeah. Which is, I guess May you've 19th. said an attraction. Yeah. Since it's a, Absolutely. a nighttime spectacular. It's a huge spectacular. When did that open? May 1992. I was there. Oh, right. You said that already. Unbeknownst to me, I was there opening night <laughs> in Disneyland. Oh, I Disneyland. had no idea. It, did it open there first? Absolutely. That's right. So there they have the... Murphy the dragon. Yes, they do. They nickname him that. Because Murphy's Law, if it can go wrong, it will. <laughs> there were many, many issues with Murphy. Yeah. Um, a lot of problems. But really, there's a lot of fun effects in that show that oh, I yeah. think make it a favorite and I oh, think yeah. why it's lasted so long. They've updated it recently with a couple of new scenes. Um, do you want to talk about the the one that just gets you every time or... You want me to do that one? You can talk about it, sure. Well, like right at the end of it, Mickey Mouse, who's like he just defeated the dragon. What is he down He's by down, the water yeah. with his sword? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden he just poof. He in a in a flash of light. He's gone and now he's way up top there. He's just defeated everything and now he's conducting everything in a whole different outfit. Yeah. Some imagination. All all in the uh, the blink of an eye, and I've even tried to do it because, you know, because they they use lights that will blind you. Right. I've tried to do it where I close one eye, <laughs> so that that eye gets blinded, and then right as he does that, I kind of switch which eye is open so I can see it happen, and uh, it's still just very very well done. Yeah, it is. I it's like all... those. Yeah, those really fast. I'm trying to think of. It's a time traveling another, Mickey. another place where that happens, but can't oh. think of it off the top of my head. But I was going to say also another thing that they used that was really the first int- uh, use of water as yeah. a as a movie screen, mm-hmm. and they used that prominently, especially at Disneyland. Yeah. I guess they have uh, here at Disney World too, um, where they would essentially during the show. Uh, have just giant blasts of water come out and they were able to project animation and other scenes onto it and then when they needed to not do that the water simply went away and that was always amazing and they've certainly used that uh, in World of Color yes at California Adventure to an, and they've used it in many other uh, huge shows especially like in, in Disneyland Paris their castle show has that Mm. They have a water as well. That's fun. So, yeah. What else uh, in Fantasmic? Well, that think? was really, you covered it all. Ooh. <laughs> Sorry. It's just a, Didn't no. To st- that's totally that. okay. I mean, I mean, I would also say the fact that a dragon came out of, uh, you know, right, nowhere. Yeah, exactly. And, and now you I mean, got that a was giant my main dragon. Thing was the dragon. Yeah. yeah that that's was, very cool. Yeah, and and they, they have since redone Murphy. So he's uh, more more impressive. Our I guess version here is different. 
right? Yeah, very much like, so, yes. we still have, do we have the snake or do we still have Maleficent? Sorry, I don't go to Phantasmic that much. No, well, there's both. There's both the snake thing and yeah, the... Yeah, they do the... But it's not the same kind of dragon. Well, they have a different snake. I think the one in, and this is a a different uh, effect before, they have Ka, the snake from Jungle Book. Whereas in uh, Disney World, I believe they have Jafar as a snake Mm. from Aladdin. Am I wrong or am I right about that? You are correct. Yeah. But that's a whole different thing. That's totally separate from the dragon. The snake eyes making like the... Yes, with the spotlights, yeah. That is so freaking cool. (laughs) I've always wondered about that because no matter where I sit, it's like it always hits my eyes. (laughs) Well, that's what a spotlight will do, or a searchlight, I guess. Uh, Yeah, so, I mean, that's a really cool show. I I do enjoy it at Disneyland more than here. Yes. Um, I think because of a few reasons. Obviously, they have the... um, Columbia, the Columbia, ship, and Columbia the Mark Twain by with the pirates. It used to be Peter Pan and Hook, and now mm-hmm. it is um, Jack Sparrow. That's right. And then they have the Mark Twain mm-hmm. riverboat at the end, where we have our sad little, you know, put Com- together. Comparatively, <laughs> it is sad looking. Little boat. If that you goes only by at the see end. that show, it's great. Yeah, but our viewing area is much more elaborate and set up for this kind yeah, of thing versus Disneyland cuz if you're trying to walk through Disneyland when Fantasmic is about to start or leaving they've made um crowd control yeah. a, a science they've you know they've That's had true. many years to to perfect <laughs> that but it is a, a thing mm-hmm. whereas here at Disney World it's an actual <clears throat> stadium yes. and a place for the show to go whereas in Disneyland they just kind of put it in the middle of of Frontierland in New Orleans Square. Yeah. And even Which a little bit of critter country. Because they have oh, yeah. the I love it. and everything. Anyway, <laughs> moving on, Please. we have, um, I forgot about this one, which was from 91. <gasps> Ooh. What's May that? May 16th, 1991. Do you remember <gasps> uh, that for you? Yes, that was a good one. Muppet Vision 3D. 3D. Which, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, was this the first <laughs> example of... 3D, but really 4D yeah. experience. I think it was, right? I believe, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. So Let's you go got, with that. Well, Honey, I Shrunk the <laughs> Audience was 94, right. which I'm also going to talk about in the same vein. Okay. And then Phil yeah. Magic was 2003. Because like Magic Journeys did not, I mean, it, its fourth dimension was its in its own <laughs> kind of wackiness. Yeah, no, but I mean, this was um, the fact that, you know, Fozzie Bear squeezes his flower flower that shoots water and you get water on you. That's and then right. there's bubbles in the scene with Miss Piggy yeah. and bubbles come down. Which by the way, we saw it recently. The the bubbles were much lighter than they used to yeah. be. So But not just Disney that, but like their things like budget. where they you know, they they have audio animatronics that are yes. doing stuff as well and live live characters yeah. that are doing stuff. And if you look at the Swedish chef behind you and he's got his giant cannon, he mm-hmm. literally blows the theater to to shreds. Yeah. And you see that. Yeah, the effects at the end where there's holes, but then you can see behind mm-hmm. a scrim to see the the bricks, you know, with holes in yeah. them is really a, a super cool effect. But I also like how characters in the movie, like there's some that are actually shooting arrows, yes. and they shoot them. Oh, that's right. You just told into me this. I never exist, noticed. It. You know, into the uh, like the where the Waldorf and Stella yeah. are sitting up there in the balcony. That's really cool. 
And there's arrows all over the place. I thought the effect you were going to say was when there's a character in the movie who comes out and Mm -hmm. talks to you in real life. That's right. He does that too. Yeah. Bean Bunny or Sweetums? Sweetums. Sweetums. I always, every time I watch that movie, I'm like, oh, they're probably going to, they probably got rid of Sweetums because that's like too much, too much to deal with. And it's easy to cut that out or something. No, it's essential. I know. But I always thought I didn't believe Disney would stick with it, but they did. And I'm really happy that they did. I (sighs) tweeted about this when we saw it a couple weekends ago. And it really, Muppet Vision 3D has really stood the test of time. The corny jokes are you know last through the decades and are still funny yeah. the effects are great just and that just goes to show that the muppets themselves are still true. relevant the muppets uh, are always uh, relevant. up to this day yeah but i love that and it's not quite as uh to the level of honey i shrunk the audience which then when oh, that yeah. opened in 94 i can't read yes November 21st, 1994, replacing Captain (laughs) EO. Um, That, of course, added the little mice that go through the theater, and you had the little things that hit your feet. That was always scary. I was going to say, Captain EO actually came out before. They didn't really do... When they brought Captain EO back, they added more effects to it. But they had had, some effects. Well, it was just like a blinking light in the theater, I think. That was about it. Yeah, they had a a spotlight as well at the the beginning and smoke when the the spaceship crashed. Yeah. Not a lot. That was like phase one of them figuring stuff out, I guess. (laughs) Um, But Honey, I Shrunk the Kids... The seats, you know, rumbled mm-hmm. because you were getting picked up. Oh, yeah. By the whole theater, which had um, shrunk. Yes. Was being picked up. And, and then. Mice and. The mice. And I guess there's probably water involved when the dog sneezes on you or something like that. Um, yes. But then <laughs> it wasn't until um, PhilharMagic in 2003 that Ooh. they added scents. Oh, that's right. Also. So now you had stuff being sprayed at you. I can think of another. What? It's tough yes, to be a bug, which came out in 1998. 98, that's that. true. I was going to add that when I was had talking. had the stink bug. Um, yeah, I don't know. That. That's not a good smell, though. I, no? I don't like that. And that has the little thing that goes in your back. Like, I always sit forward <laughs> in my seat when I'm doing that one. That's right. Um, does that also have things that run under your feet, too? Like, no. no, it's just in the back? Just the bugs in the seats and all of that. Yeah. So, basically... The, have, and the spiders that... They come down from up above. Oh, right. Which freaks a lot of little kids out. Yes. Um, the Basically, the addition of 4D effects, really, Disney has um, spearheaded, I guess, oh, yeah. and really done the best way. Because honestly, if you ride Shrek 4D <laughs> or whatever it's called over at Universal, no offense, Universal, <laughs> but that is terrible. Like... <laughs> It's so loud, and it's literally just like your seats are vibrating all the time, and they make so much noise. It's crazy. And I thought they were shutting it down, but it's still open, I guess. Still so open, yeah. It's crazy. I think, anyway, it, I think it's due to be changed out. So. Universal can do some things very well, but that type of experience was not one of them. Um, Sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, that was my whole um, – oh, also, since we're doing – we're in, mm. like – mostly the the mid 90s now we can talk about the fifth dimension oh yes so 1994 sure when the list. tower of terror it was on my I'll list i'll let you speak to that because like i said i've only been on it twice in my whole life so well i was going to say with the te- with the opening of tower of the terror 
Tower, <laughs> the Tower of Terror, Twilight Zone. Yes. Um, yeah, just you know, it had the opening scene where or where you went up and down the elevator shaft, and you, and you knew that it was going to end with a drop sequence, but that was not the same elevator shaft, and so you have to go from one to the other at some point. And yeah, just leave you know having being in an elevator that doesn't only go up and down. To me, it was a game changer. Yeah, for sure. And to have it actually leave the and go you know, forward and go forward in such a way that was all very mysterious and and very puzzling. Yeah, that was always very strange. And of course, with the with the ominous music and all of that, and all of the visuals. That yeah, they had, that's what yeah, I was gonna. Was just, I mean, what always stood out to me was the visuals that you were seeing on the side. It was just like, what is going on? Because it was like, you yeah. know, Starfield kind of yeah. stuff and then the weird floating things. And, and then even just how they separate the, the doors yeah. with a little beam of light yeah. and all of that. It's it's all done very well. But I would even say even before that scene, when you're in the very first shaft, when you go up to kind of to see that the the doomed folks that oh, will right. be in your elevator yes that's to see them projected there in that hallway i actually know how all, all of that's done and i really it's still incredibly done very well to the point where most people don't know how that is done hmm. and so i won't i won't really really i won't really <laughs> reveal that <laughs> wow we should have done our mouth exercise because i've actually uh I've, I've taken a tour of of that attraction and i was Wait, what? They do it that way? Hmm. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. So. so when you find stuff out like that, you find that it doesn't ruin the magic for you? Does it enhance it because you know? In this one, is it it did enhance it because it, um, I've been on it many times. There is still, I will say, and this is completely going away from the timeline a little bit. There is still one effect yes, that I've well, experienced. Yeah, I figured you'd talk about this. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that I've, I've experienced, and I have no idea how it's done. I have tried to figure it out, but it's to the point where I really don't want to know. But the Shriki Atundu in Tokyo Disneyland's, or sorry, Tokyo Disney Sea Tower of Terror, which is not associated with Twilight Zone at all. Right. There is a point in the pre-show where you know uh, Harrison Hightower, he's basically kind of trying to take all of these things that he's you know found around the world and he found a little statue of Shriki Utundu that's kind of put a curse on this tower and at one point they have the little Shriki Utundu uh, statuette thing right there and it's really close to you if right there in the little pre-show hmm. and at one point there's like a flash of light and it's gone hmm. like less than a second and you know I I've actually like stood there like with my eyes wide open trying to figure out how in the world they do it because it's like it's instantaneous and it's not like it goes anywhere or like they drop it or anything because there's really even no place for it to go. Really? Yeah. It, I just assumed not having seen it at all that it was like a drop situation. I, no. Huh. I have no idea. But as I said, I don't even really want to. I don't want to. I could. I could probably go online for somewhere yeah, there and figure are things it out. That I just. It online, I don't. I don't want to do them. that. I, I just mean, saw that it existed. It, I'm still just absolutely amazed by it. And like most things, I can kind of figure out if I try to think about them. That one, it still hmm. puzzles me to this day. But I love it. 
It's done so very well. <laughs> and because we were talking about Tower of Terror, I thought yeah. I'd include that there. Uh, there is one other thing, and that's just the, the drop sequences in when you are in the, the main elevator shaft where you're doing all of the dropping. Just the fact that they can make uh, an elevator shaft or an elevator fall faster than gravity. Right. It's being pulled down. Right. But not only that, but then have it raise and, and lower and basically have it do random drop sequences. To me, that that's also a game changer. And they've, they've um, enhanced that over the years where they've added, you know, certain drop sequences. They've even added characters in the shaft that sometimes are seen. Hmm. Little ghosts and things. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Hmm. And then I guess since we're that still talking about... Since we're still talking about this attraction, we should, might as well just go ahead and talk also about uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy version of it at California Adventure. Did you have that on there? No, I, d- I didn't. Okay, because you've never <laughs> been on that. I've never been on. Where they had, you know, all of the um, the visuals are just so crystal clear, and they're just, it's like actual real life. Like you're with Rocket Raccoon. Is it? Or is it like they're it's, flat? It's so freaking good. It's actually. really, it's yeah, it's amazing. And they, it's I've not, only seen it on. It's video not just like it's 4K technology or anything like that. It looks like you can see like beyond it and oh, all of that stuff. That's cool. I I know how some of the stuff in there works, and it is like crazy detail. It hmm. it really is amazing. But then also the fact that they set all of the drop sequences to the music, mm. you know, to the you know the playlist that they that they have and they have random songs that they do it to and they really do it it's a lot more uh shaky so (laughs) if you're if you're one who has a like a a tummy that can't quite take you know just drops then that one actually is made even more severe Mm. because of how crazy it gets the the few the two times i've been on the regular tower of terror here (laughs) i've the feeling that I get is like, I want to die right yeah. now. I'm going to die. And then it's over. And it's a so shame. It's like exactly the amount that I can handle. Yeah. And then I don't want to Because I it. really <laughs> want you to see Guardians of the Galaxy, but I, I don't know. want you to get ill. Yeah. So. I'll probably do it at some point just yeah. to say I've done it. That'll be fun. Next time, maybe. So uh, anyway, yeah, yes. that was a good one. So I'm going to jump to... Um, I guess this this might be technology-based versus special effects, but I think it's still a fun effect. And that would be um, the – there's two of them, Turtle Talk with Crush and also Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor. I have that on my list. I don't particularly – you know, they're not attractions that I'm like, let's go. I think Turtle Talk is better. Really? I do. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, I well, I, I think struck a nerve. I guess because um, I guess if you've been on Monsters Inc., it's kind of the same. Yeah, and I thing. think that's kind of where I'm and going. Turtle they, talk, I guess, is dependent on the, who is the in there, joke, but it's also beca- a lot of kids. Yeah, because they're the monsters are no longer scaring people; they're trying to collect the energy from laughs. Yeah, it's essentially a comedy show, right. and but the comedy is really just very corny <laughs> and dry, in my opinion. Yeah, it's. It's not Muppet level. Yeah, it really comedy. doesn't break a lot of ground. But to but me... The, the ability of oh, yeah. something that's on, you know, animated on a screen in front of you that's pre-done, I guess. There's not people animating it no, like I just on, mean on it's drafts not tables like, like saying, oh It's my not gosh. like they're pressing different buttons and... Right. I mean, Crush is probably... I don't know. I don't know. I could be 
sounding like an idiot saying that maybe he's moves around based on <laughs> where people are. But go ahead. <laughs> but the fact that he is talking to a different audience every time and different people and interacting and, and saying like, no, you with the red shell or whatever, uh-huh. I think is fun. And oh, you, yeah. I mean, obviously there's people backstage that are seeing this. Wait, what? It's not actually crush. <laughs> Um, it's really just like the push trash can taken to the next level. Yeah. Um, of they also had a version of this with, with Stitch and in Hong Kong oh, okay. as well. But yeah, it's, it really is amazing. Yeah. It's a fun, a fun thing when you can feel like it's part of the show and mm-hmm. you're part of the show. Yeah. Um, so that's a fun effect. Yeah. I just had that one. Written I like down. the surfer speak also of, uh, crush that's dude, just fun where he tells everyone how to say dude and then dude. say it non-stop righteous <laughs> um along that same line i guess Ooh. toy story midway mania that mr potato head in california Ooh. would talk to people right well both of them oh i don't i didn't realize that he did that here yeah. i thought he was just like saying a preset no. list of things no, he chats no. with you all right well separate from that i think um Toy Story Mania. It's not Midway. It, it actually goes both ways. Oh, you can okay. say with or without the Midway. Anyway, <laughs> it is fun to be in a ride where you don't have like a gun with a cord or yeah, yeah, you know yeah. anything like that and you're just like aiming it at a screen and stuff is happening. Um, yeah. Based on that, I think that's a fun effect. Yeah, I've heard that just the the fact that you are independent of the screen that you know that you're reacting to and the fact that you know the little lever that you're pulling to launch whether it be uh, rings or darts or little blobs of goo or whatever it is (laughs) at the beginning um the fact that it's just you know you're, you're accumulating a score and basically what you see is as a result of where you're aiming it and and all of that I've heard that the brain power that's involved in in doing that is just astronomical, like more so than the original space shuttle. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and we're wasting it on this. Not wasting it. So it's a, it's a lot of fun. A kitty. Yeah, a little kitty. End. I very rarely get that. I always get the kitty. <laughs> My accuracy is never good. That's all right. Oh, well. It's fun. It is fun. Um, so I'm going I mean, if you have other things to jump in with, I'm just going down my list and then. No, I'll just keep adding to them. And, and then because I have list that's all over the place and I'll just okay, keep you can adding. Throw yours in at the end. Um, yeah. Next for me would be the semi-recent, a few years back, updates to Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Oh, yeah. Which I could not I find a date for the ones that happened here where we really got more like queue enhancements yes um, um, but even some of the enhancements in the queue are pretty cool like yeah the little canaries i think they're really cool when they, they work and when you have a chance to do them because it's kind yeah. of like that was back when they were really figuring out this whole interactive queue thing yeah, which i think like, they've gone away from now. like the whole thing that they added to space mountain originally yeah. is now completely gone yeah it's because, weird how that i guess because yeah. fast passes became a thing right um so that so really changed everything. Parks Disney Play app. That's no, true, that's true. too. Um, but yeah, the fact that you could like make explosions happen on or mm-hmm. next to the ride from the queue was always mm-hmm. fun. But 
the main additions to Disneyland's Big Thunder Mountain oh, yeah. were in 2014. Okay. And this is the one like at the end yeah, sequence, like, the like on that thing, lift like at the, the end. The fuse oh, is yeah. with the sparkly things, and then it's like blowing up at the end. Uh, there's little tiny additions, but they made it like yeah, so much because cooler. It, yeah, you know, you always knew when you originally went in there, okay, you'd see the rocks kind of shaking and all of that. And eventually you'd see a couple of rocks falling down on what presumably was the track that you were going to go on. Yeah. That was fun. But now they've added like just an enormous amount of uh, what TNT and yeah. dynamite and, and all of that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that they're trying to mine for gold or whatever. And but it's to, to the point where you just happen to be entering this uh, tunnel at the exact time that they've lit the fuse. <laughs> yeah. And it's not just one fuse. It's like a might be 50 and they're all going. And at one point, it kind of swirls around this one log. Yeah. And then you just happen to get caught in the giant explosion at the end. And then you miraculously do find your way out of the tunnel without getting hurt too bad. Yeah. And they haven't given us those updates here. No, but it's I do but it's, absolutely gives us a reason this. to go to Disneyland. Absolutely. But I think maybe that was kind of paving the way for Grizzly Gulch as well. Oh, that's right. Which we have not been to. In Hong Kong. Because you haven't been to Hong Kong since that opened. When I was but in Hong really Kong last, cool. they were building the three new lands of Toy Story Land and oh, then right. the Grizzly Gulch. And Mystic and then, Manor. Yeah. So... Mystic Manor, since I have not been on that, is like currently one of three attractions that I've not been on that I'm trying to avoid all yeah. spoilers because I don't watch anything. So it's <laughs> Mystic Manor. Except Xanaland videos, right? Not if it has that. <laughs> well, <laughs> but anyway. Assumably you'd be with me if I was. Oh, yeah, that. right. Yeah, the <laughs> Mystic Manor, I was going to say, Shanghai Pirates which I still right, haven't yeah. seen anything about, and then Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, which soon we will be able to see here yeah. when it opens up soon so, so i'm if, not giving anything away about any of those if I you're don't know. listening and expecting us to talk about the amazing effects on shanghai pirates we're not going to because we haven't been there yet i've um, heard it's just amazing but i don't know how, why or how <laughs> and i think that that ride along with the newest mickey and minnie's runaway railway <laughs> um it, you can't really experience it on video the same as in person it doesn't really translate as well not that i'm saying mickey and minnie's is like as groundbreaking as uh pirates but i just think there's some things that just don't they don't translate, translate. well to, so, yeah. to video they just you just need to see them in person yeah so yeah i've never really been one that's just like watching videos a lot but i mean i know a lot of people can't get out to the disney parks and that's right. kind of one way that they can keep that going i like to watch things to see if i'm going to be able to ride it or not (laughs) like if it's a scary thing how scary it's going to be if there's like you know lifts or like upside down things or whatever i like like to be prepared but as an example i actually very recently rode for the first time universal's the the hagrid's coaster and i had not seen a, a thing at all about it i'd never seen a single video or read a single description of it and I was probably surprised about four or five times. And well, I'm really good. glad that I was able to, yeah. to experience that new. That's and then, another whole topic is can you spoil a ride? I think there are certain things that absolutely can be spoiled. Like I was really 
right before writing Rise of the Resistance for the first time, I was really struggling because they <laughs> kept showing things everywhere, and I yeah. kept having to look away. I and That was spoiled for me a lot, and I don't know if it would have made a huge difference for me yeah. or not. And so actually I was fortunate enough to be able to finally write it at just the right time when I knew that the, there were going to be tons and tons of spoilers that I would not be able to avoid, like literally the day before. And so I was able to see it for the first time and was blown away. But I will not describe all of those things to you <laughs> right now. <laughs> all right. Anyway, well, what more do you have? The only other thing on my list is really um, Expedition Everest with uh, the Yeti. That is not true. I know you have more on your list. I have one other thing, but we kind of talked about it briefly. We'll talk more. I've got things. Okay, Expedition <laughs> we Everest. We don't want it to be a three-hour show. No. Um, Expedition Everest, the Yeti, which I've only seen in B-mode one time. Aww. Yeah, because I've only ridden once and never again. So. Yeah, I've ridden it many times. You can talk times. about how great yeah, the Yeti is. <laughs> I mean, essentially, this is an audio animatronic, but the mountain was built in such a way where the the mountain itself, the track, and also the Yeti were three c completely in interdependent things that were built completely separate, and none of them were touching the other. Hmm. I guess it was kind of done that way. Um, but, yeah, the, the Yeti was just monstrous, a giant thing. And, you know, basically as you whisked underneath him, he literally took a swipe at your car with his giant Yeti arm. Scary. And, yeah, it was really scary because he was also growling. I think he was a little upset that we were kind of invading his turf, mm. that we were, even though... We were just trying to help him protect his turf, but we needed to escape out of there. Uh, we weren't stealing all of the tea or anything. So, but yeah, that was a really good one, the Yeti. Yeah. Um, how tall is he? Um, a hundred and ninety-eight. I don't know. <laughs> just a really, <laughs> he was a really big dude. Hmm. I I can think of a couple other uh, really giant audio animatronics. There was the little rock monster guy in the Journey to the Center of the Earth at oh, Tokyo right. Disneyland. Or to sorry, Tokyo Disney Sea, as well as the dragon underneath the castle mm, in Disneyland that's Paris. Really cool. Yeah, a couple of really big Sophia dudes. Sophia recently went there, so that's we right. have to see photos of that. Well, you've already been there. I have. Um, the only other thing I had was the effect that is when you ride Flight of Passage, which you know, spoiler, but it's been open for. Uh, a while now. Yeah, I would say <laughs> I would say this is okay um, to talk about in a few. Sorry, if I we're mean, giving things away. It's here. basically like Soren 2.0 as far as the technology goes, but you're supposed to be riding um, an Ekron or a Banshee. That's right. Which is this giant dragon-like animal that can be seen in the movie Avatar. If yeah, you were but to you're watch that. physically riding on like a motorcycle-looking thing. Yes, but because it's supposed to be the whole avatar experience of you're plugging into them and, you know, experiencing everything. It breathes. Yep. So, like, as your legs are holding on for dear life, it's breathing in and out. And uh, that's a yep. really cool effect that they didn't have to do at all, but they that added true. that. That's true, yeah. And I, I'll be honest. I did have this attraction on my list, and it was actually more than just that. But that was a big part of it. Yeah, it, they made it seem so realistic, you know, just like Avatar, because they knew that they weren't physically going to put you on an actual 
banshee and right. have you flying around. The idea is that you are riding, that you are basically taking over for an avatar, you know, experiencing what an actual avatar is doing yeah. by having some sort of a, like a mind meld of some sort. <laughs> and so you, you know, there, the avatar itself is doing it and you're just feeling it all. But the screen, even just the, the giant screen and how amazing the view is, is phenomenal. And that's a ride that every time I do it, it's, um, I never feel as though, wow, they really kind of cheaped out on the amount of time. I always thought it was extremely well worth it. And it's really, it, it seems to me like it's still very lengthy. And you know how sometimes you ride a ride, you think it's a really long ride, and then you ride it again, it seems shorter and mm -hmm. shorter. That one doesn't to me. I always feel like I get a huge payoff every time. Mm. And to me, that's actually my favorite. I, uh, like of, I, I, I think it's actually favorite. done better than Rise of the Resistance hard to imagine but Whoa. i know a lot of people think that's a game changer and i do too but i uh, have some critical things to say about rise of the resistance okay someday i will yeah, say we shouldn't do that today early. but i do think that, <laughs> but i would also like to say with the uh, flight of passage even just the little pre-shows that you go into yeah. and like all the graphics patterns that they have there and, and you know talking to the the scientist guy right. and how genuine and authentic he yeah. is and just even the little graphics that m make it seem like it's just a very like real, real thing yeah i'm incredibly blown away by that and too. i know we keep bringing up joe Rody, but every now and then he posts some nuggets on instagram yes. and twitter but he was just talking about that semi recently <laughs> just even too, the guy who says and uh fly yeah like yeah, it's even the, done uh, that way on purpose to oh, make yeah. you be like wait is this like, is, is this real? really happening? Like, are we in this? It really is happening. And making you question your reality. So, yeah. Layers and layers of immersion. That's right. I wanted to throw a couple more in, in, um, in there. Yes, you can do the this lightning came out, round. This isn't up. just lightning round, but also <laughs> came out at the same time was the Navi River journey, which we had already oh, talked right, about a yeah. little bit. But you remember even the little critters? Oh, yeah. Like, that are jumping on the lily pads yes, above you? That's a fun thing. Yeah, like, wow. That's cool, and also That's all of the things. That's a ride that, are going that I wish was longer because it is very beautiful to be on, and yeah. I wish it's that sad they because could. it really w it was supposed to be yeah. twice as long as that, and budgets kind of got mm -hmm. a little bit shortened a little bit. But uh, yeah, it was supposed to be a lot more, and but it, even for what it is, I think it's it's still very satisfying. Just it's very gentle and peaceful. And then it all culminates in the just the little shaman performing that ceremony. But I wanted to, to touch upon one other little bit of, to me, a game-changing technology that I'm actually a little shocked that you didn't I have on your list. I just forgotten it, so... And this one on is me. certainly used uh, a lot in the new attraction of Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, so I really won't get into that. Oh. But the idea of projection mapping... Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say trackless ride systems. And I was oh, going to be like, that's a dude. technology, not an effect. Yeah. Yeah, that's but a whole other thing. Projection mapping, yes. To that me, is projection mapping, and they, and they now use it quite a bit. Um, you know, even f from such, you know, the shows that they have uh, on the castle, mm -hmm. which to me, that, that's a game changer. You're basically yeah. being able to do a castle show where the castle essentially moves. And yeah. that's supposed to be an inanimate 180 foot tall 
building that isn't supposed to move, but it does. Yeah. And and they can do it also at It's a Small World at Disneyland and all kinds of other and places. The, I keep wanting to call it the Great Movie Ride, the Chinese Theater yes, at Disney's Hollywood right. Studios, which is now Mickey and Minnie's. And then also the Tower of Terror. They project oh, things right, on yeah. the Tower of Terror during yeah, the holiday really shows. Yeah, that really cool, too. I mean, and the Tree of and the, and the tree, tree of, of life. life. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. They just do it at all of them. <laughs> Christian, well, they you do it, forgot about the And they do it at the spaceship Earth on certain times, too. Well, but yeah. They need to upgrade their yes. projections on that one. But, I mean, it's will. even done in a, a smaller um, way. Like, for example, when you're walking through the queue of Peter Pan with Tinkerbell. Oh, right. yeah. And how she kind of flies around those couple of rooms and, and mm-hmm. does things, and they have little effects. And yeah, so you that have a tiny little definitely, I think, a game yeah. changer. And so using a little pixie that just kind of goes around, and that's all using projection mapping. It's also done it's, uh, very well at the Epcot experience yes. now with that giant seamless map that they have. screen. Yeah, with not only the seamless screen, but then, of course, the map that they have in the center. Yes. Where they're projecting, you know, that, that's how they turn the spaceship Earth into a giant piece of cheese. Yeah. When they're talking about the Ratatouille's. It's funny how. Or Remy's Ratatouille adventure, <laughs> sorry. How satisfying projection mapping is. Like, oh, yeah. You just watch it and it's like, that was really cool. Like, okay, oh, yeah. I'm satisfied with this experience yeah. because. But it's like so simple. I mean, it probably yeah. isn't. It's probably very complex how they have to. Yeah program it and all that in some stuff. places it's done a little bit better than others and I, I one of the examples i'll use of maybe that it could use a little bit of improvement is the frozen ever after ride in norway because that's how anna and elsa and the other faced characters that's how they sing and, and talk and all of that well it'll be interesting to see how that uh ride is done in tokyo because okay. they're essentially copying <laughs> what was once Maelstrom and making Frozen Ever After or whatever okay. it's called. Is that what it's called? Um, I don't know. I can't yeah, remember if it's that Norway. one or if that's the show I know, that's I in the studio. I don't know. Whatever. Um, <laughs> anyway, that they're basically doing the same ride, mm-hmm. but it's going to be in Japan. So it's probably right. going to be a lot cooler. And I think when they made ours, it was under time constraints and, and things like that. So. Right. But then you also have the uh, the dwarfs' faces in the the mine uh, train. Yeah. I think those are actually better oh, than yeah, those Anna are done well. And even just like uh, Dopey and how he's kind of looking through gems, that's done well. It's done at the they have it at the Indiana Jones uh, attraction at Disneyland with the uh, Mara, oh, yeah. and how you can even kind of see the the temple kind of falling apart a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's done that way. Uh, Radiator Springs Racers. With the uh, at the end with the little cars, so I think I might be getting that one wrong. With Mater and no, well, Mater. that one's weird because some of them have projected faces and some of them have yeah. real faces. Right, I was talking about the the characters are at the end; they're kind of encapsulating the whole thing, isn't that? Oh no, those are animatronics, I believe. Okay, because well, they're like the moving. Mater one is, and the Light McQueen one isn't. Right. Oh. oh, I guess also we right when weird. you're but, when the. When the track splits, also when you have um, uh, Sally and... Oh, right. And also... Um, where you either get the paint job or your tires. Right. But even before that, when, at the actual place where it splits up, when you see the the fire truck also watering yeah. things, all of that's kind of done that way. All right. And then even the Randall Bogs at the Monsters, Inc. Ride and Go Seek... 
and California Adventure and how he changes colors. <laughs> that's not what it's called. Oh, that's, that's the, the one at Tokyo. See, I always get all these mixed up. <laughs> it's the Monsters Inc. Mike and Sully, Mike to, and the Sully to the rescue. When uh, when Boo kind of smacks uh, Randall Boggs on the head and he changes yeah. all kinds of colors. That's true. That's done that way too. So to me, that is a game changer, and they're using that technology more and more, or not yeah. just technology, but uh, that effect more and more. And I think. The great part about that is that it is easy to change things up if they want to update things. Yeah. Like they could do a holiday overlay to Mickey and Minnie's. Yeah, that's the other thing I was going to say is Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway really uses that. Um, and that's really not giving anything away, I don't think. No. But it's done to uh, an even nth degree where it's done incredibly well. Yeah. So I'm excited for the future. Is that are you at the end of your list? Or? I mean, I've got so many more, but that's okay. All right. Well, we don't want to. We can add that to another show because there will be updates, and we will want to talk about Rise of the Resistance and Mickey and Minnie's at some point in time. But it's just a little too early now. Let me just add one, okay. just because it's a whole other dimension, is the dimension of sound. Like when you're entering, even the pre-show of the um, Smuggler's Run. And just and you get you see the Millennium Falcon landing, and the whole room just kind of vibrates and shakes, and you it's just so loud. Uh, that's an example of sound where it's done yes. extremely well. That's true. Okay. All right. I'll let her go then. <laughs> okay. Well, if you had any other effects that you think were game changers at Disney parks. Uh, let us know, because I feel like we covered them all, for sure. But don't put any spoilers in there, though, because we don't want to be responsible for that. <laughs> That's um, right. But, you know, as always, we hope you enjoyed listening and or watching, if you're watching. And please give us a thumbs up, like and subscribe, and hit the notifications and all that fun stuff. Uh, you can, you know, comment on the blog posts that will accompany this. You oh, yeah. can comment on YouTube if you want to watch the video. You can catch us on Twitter and Facebook and all that fun stuff. We do appreciate the comments that we get. Um, they warm my heart to know that uh -huh. people are actually listening and not falling yes. asleep or <laughs> changing the channel or yeah, whatever. If you like this, please let us know. That's basically let us what know we're and saying. let your friends know. Yes. Spread the love. Um, so, yeah, thank you for joining us on this episode of Up, Up the, the Waterfall. waterfall.